Welcome to the show, Five Star Film. I'm AJ. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. What's going on, Five Star Film? It's your boy, AJ. We're here for a charity live stream for the Lisa Foundation. I'll be joined by some special guests today. And uh, we'll be doing some uh, some fun stuff, uh, a tier list later, uh, for some players uh, that's who should go, who should stay. But we'll do the review first and get into some news before that. But uh, yes, as always, I'm your host, AJ. I am joined by my lovely co-host, Mark Nichols, who is now on the stream. If you can see him, also put some ones or maybe some twos for the uh, the two of us in the chat. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but lovely, lovely. But uh, yeah, Mark, how you been? It's been a minute, but lovely to have you on for the yeah the finale, man. It's uh 2022, and it's not been a banner year for us. But uh, yeah, you know, tell us how uh, how you been. Been good, been good. Um, busy, you know, I, the the good kind of busy. Uh, so just um, that is, uh, and you know, that's a big part of the reason why uh, you guys haven't seen me. Um, but yeah, no, overall, um, I guess personally can't complain. You know, still following the team, and uh, which yeah, it um, it has not been a barrier year, and um, you know, we'll get into it. But um, I don't know, I just. From early on, it just like I had reservations, and you know, I hoped that uh, there were just some early season um, bumps in the road, but ultimately, it uh, proved to be, I guess, reflect who we really are or who we really were as a team this year. So, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, but no, because can't complain. Right, you definitely uh, you were a bit of Nostradamus a little bit early on in the season with uh, you know you saying that. Okay, yes, you know, we're getting some results early, but we hadn't been really playing well. There were signs where, yeah, we were maybe um, smashing and grabbing a little bit. You know, the, uh, the play overall just wasn't quite there. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think it, it came and turned its ugly head, which uh, is very unfortunate. But uh, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll get into the weeds of a lot of that later. But uh, yeah, first up... Yeah. Uh, let's talk about this uh, NYCFC match, which, uh, yeah, a big bummer. Pretty much a dead rubber to a lot of degrees. Mm -hmm. uh, where, yeah, the decision, you know, we're, uh, we're already out of the playoffs. It's, you know, uh, an NYCFC team that uh, are dangerous. They're, uh, they are already in the playoffs as well. They get a home game. Uh, they have still some, like, you know, some pride to play for as well. And, uh, sure. yeah. They, they don't quite exactly put us to a sword, but they, yeah, they keep us at bay for the entire first mm -hmm. half, pretty much. Where, yeah, we have one shot on goal, and uh, they have, uh, what, they have like three shots overall. We won just one tackle, and mm. they won eight. I mean, yeah, well, what were your thoughts on that, on that, uh, that first half? Um, I think you've summed up well, like, it was just insipid, you know, it just wasn't a lot going on. Um, and I gotta be honest, cause like you, you alluded to it, our, our fate was already written before the match. And so 
you know, I, I just I didn't know what to expect from the game. And to be honest, I had a pretty low bar for the game. Um, to me, the most interesting thing, at least, was the attendance, which was forty three thousand. Um, and, you know, who would start, you know, and would Joseph start? And he did not. Um, so uh, I have to say I was. Uh, uh mildly surprised by that decision um and just the reason being like i yeah, even the team social media posted something about a last dance you know that's not a typical last game of the season type of post um yeah. so you know maybe some alluding to there in terms of uh some players uh will they be part of the team next year but uh especially in terms of joseph if this is um his last season last game with the team very surprised he didn't start and get that uh i guess standing ovation and you know it seems like somebody who's uh very in tune with the fans uh and so i felt like that would have been um i guess a nod towards you know what the fans wanted to see um even if it like he doesn't end up joseph mean like even if joseph doesn't end up staying you know that would have been like at least a bit of a send-off so um but yeah, in terms of the game itself, in terms of from my United perspective, just just not a lot going on, unfortunately. Um, not a lot of getting past midfield. Um, you know, sitting behind the goal that uh, NYC were attacking on, and uh, we saw a lot of them in the first half. So uh, it wasn't great. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it is that. It's uh, you know, Joseph not starting was obviously the biggest talking point, and uh, with that. Uh, yeah, it's is a pretty damning on uh, Gonzalo Pineda. That's, I mean, you know, for a while now, the starting strikers have not scored, and you know the striker that has subbed on has yet. <laughs> you know, we uh, we don't see Jose Martinez starting, and especially on that send off, like you were mentioning, it is. Uh, Something to uh, to left to be desired, of course, but it, I think it's also here too that um, you know it's a little bit of uh, job protection, maybe a little bit here. Uh, I see someone in the chat saying that uh, yeah, Brian Barras Zoo uh, saying that would Pineda be saying he was wrong the whole time if he started Joseph? Yeah, I mean, it, there's there's a level of that, right? What do you think? Sure. Yeah, I mean, like every manager has. Uh... A little bit of ego you know um and not like i think you do have to have some ego to to uh, to manage in the first place um but yeah it's one of those things where I, you know even as a default i would say sure like the managers see more of the players and uh you know maybe they're seeing something in training but i don't know this just feels different you know especially since uh the suspension so yeah. um yeah if, if one could say it feels vindictive maybe a, a little bit and also too in terms of joseph starting i think it would have been more important that he started last week right mm -hmm. when uh we were not out of the playoffs yet and needed a win um mm -hmm. and like to your point like yeah at the end of the day joseph was the only forward scoring and so i think that that really would have been the game to like for pineda to swallow his pride in that sense um he obviously didn't do it then and um yeah, I mean, it is what it is at this point. Um, part of me wonders if the coaching staff felt like he was doing well because he was coming off the bench. But uh, at the end of the day, man, we the team was just lacking goals. And Joseph was uh, still one of the main sources of goals, even when not starting. So, um, 
No, and a trick there. Right, and, and a lot of people have uh, their qualms with uh, his work rate. I mean, the stats were out there that he was the least hardworking striker in the league. Uh, right. So, you know, in terms of defensive actions and, and all that, and mm -hmm. uh, distance covered. So, definitely, uh, that is a factor. I mean, uh, you can't carry a, a, a player on the team. I mean, I think Man U are seeing that exactly right now with Ronaldo. Yeah. To a different scale, obviously, because right. Ronaldo is a goat. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, Jose Martinez is just uh, to a lesser scale an Atlanta goat. But, uh, and even... Yeah. Um, it you know, not just the stats, I mean, like the eye test, like he's visibly a different player, really post the knee injury. Uh, but absolutely, you know, it, it, even there were a couple times yesterday where it's like, uh, you know, the ball played out in front of him. You kind of feel like the old Joseph got onto those, latched onto those, uh, those maybe 50-50 balls, uh, maybe hopeful balls. Um, but it just, it, he doesn't feel like the same player for sure. Um, and so that, yeah, that really can't be ignored either. Right. And I think there also is this too, though, because, uh, I mean, you look at like a Hector Bellerin uh, of Arsenal and now Barcelona, uh, you know, it took him a couple of years to get back from an ACL injury as well. Uh, mm -hmm. That is a normal timeline for those type of knee injuries. So uh, it definitely will be something to uh, keep an eye on if uh, he is kept. That's, uh, you know, will he experience a resurgence? No pun intended, right? But uh, the uh, hilarious, uh, hilarious chat in here. Oh, hi, Mark uh, from Rem. <laughs> Love it. I don't know if you know that reference, but the room. Of course, the, come on. Yes, I know. Yeah, you've probably been experiencing that for the last decade. But, uh, <laughs> right. but uh, the, if you're not aware of it, it is the worst or the best worst movie ever. So anyway, uh, for those in the chat. But uh, anyway, so yeah, uh, moving on into uh, that second half where, okay, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, we're down 1-0, uh, NYCFC, they score again. And uh, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, we are able to pull one back uh, with a uh, 67th minute, uh, you know, Kind of chip city, uh, really. I mean, you had Adaruju who found Almada, who then found, uh, yeah, Andrew Gutman, who uh, was able to hit it on the volley uh, from uh, pretty much inside the six. And uh, yeah, I mean, a really good goal, but still a little bit too little, too late. But uh, yeah, what would you think of the uh, the goal at least? Uh, quality from quality players. I mean, I think, uh, you know, Amon has been as good as advertised. You know, he's he's in, in, in sort of a, a kind of perverse sense, like you've seen his quality because like the, 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 the play of the team has been so poor. Um, you know, the way he's been able to uh, create things almost out of thin air. Um, yeah, you know, so and then and Gutman, uh, I think Gutman has been one of our best, if not our best player this year, at least in terms of uh, consistency. And um, and so, you know, I was you're just happy for him, really, individually. Um, but he, that goal also happens because of his work rate. Uh, and so, um, yeah, it gave it. And I'll say this, too, because, again, uh, you know, I, I mentioned uh, I was in the supporter section, like it definitely gave the stadium life at that point. 
um you know there was um you felt the push from the crowd after that crowd was still into it uh really all the way to the end uh but that goal certainly gave the game life and um that you know that from that goal i think to the end it was actually a, that was probably the most fun that uh, i feel like we had as fans yeah yeah definitely i mean it was uh yeah other than that i mean you know you had uh joseph martinez uh yeah he did come on and uh it was at halftime Marcelino Moreno as well, Rocco Rios Novo as well, who uh, replaced the injured Raul Houdinho. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's just a little too little too late. I mean, I think uh, and the players didn't feel like they were up for it either. Um, you know, it's just a, uh, you know, <laughs> as much as we always do pretty much, we bring on the kitchen sink. And, right. you know, sometimes it's effective, sometimes it's not. Uh, I mean, last time it was a little bit effective bringing on Marcelino Moreno, who, who you know was able to find Lennon, who Lennon found Jose Martinez for that ridiculous bike last match. But mm -hmm. um, you know, I think when you just have guys not play for really extended periods of time for kind of mysterious reasons, and then you're asking them to help you out in a, in a big moment, it's just mm. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just. It's asking a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, in this, uh, it's just a, just a bummer of a game, really. But, uh, yeah, some of these uh, in the chat here, um, Pretty Idiot uh, says, uh, brilliant name, by the way. Uh, to be honest, I don't think Joseph actually played better this season coming off the bench than starting. Yeah, kind of like we were mentioning. And uh, Jolene Charlton says, uh, Joseph told Felipe that the reason, or Felipe Cardenas of the Athletic, uh, that the reason he didn't start Joseph was to preserve him for the entire season. Oh, yeah, because I'll Pineda anyway about Joseph. Uh, mm -hmm. Which, yeah, I mean, it's kind of the case, but it, it is also, you know, he, uh, I think he was ready at some points too. Uh, Eli Altrichter said he's clearly proven that he's better than Cisneros. Uh, I think I saw another Cisneros uh, comment, yeah. Uh, Eli also mentioned that Cisneros has had some good games every now and then, but most of the time he's quiet. Exactly. I mean, he uh, he scored that hat trick, yeah, he scored uh, that brace, and then other than that, mm -hmm. it's been pretty quiet. You know, it's like yeah. uh, a sporadic goal, like every month or so. Right. It's just not not good enough. I mean, the work rate's there, but like you're afford, ultimately you're paid the bills to, or you're paid the bucks to score the goals and. He wasn't we doing see that so from time to time where managers like prefer this forward who like fulfills a certain role, you know, having to do maybe having to do with work rate or maybe having to do with, uh, let's say, holding up the ball or whatever. But I would always say that I want my my striker scoring for sure, you know, and, um, you know, I think that has to come first and then the other stuff can come, you know, secondary. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, we'll get into like our whole, you know, Mm -hmm. Tears and who we keep and who we, you know, not so much, but Cisneros mm -hmm. would be an interesting one. Yeah, indeed, indeed. But uh, yeah, so ultimately, the last match at the Benz uh, for the, you know, just the close out the 2022 season. Oh, man, it's, uh, it's just, it's not vibes. It is uh, very much where, <laughs> like, the fans have just left, like, bitter tastes. And, mm -hmm. yeah, there's, like, Boca Out shirts, Boca Out signs in the Boca stadium. Out Boca Out chants. 
It's, uh, yeah, there is definitely this. I don't know if Boca is on this tier list, but uh, I feel like we should add him. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, just to finish out with some of the other uh, comments in the chat. Uh, yeah, let's see. Um, Pretty Idiot says, I wouldn't say to make Gutman a four because sometimes players need that extra space to truly shine. Yeah, I think uh, the thing with Gutman is that he ghosts into space because he's not being marked. He's not tracked by his defender. And I think that's mm -hmm. the beauty of it is that, uh, you know, the defenders have no idea if to follow him or mm -hmm. to, you know, stick where they are. And stick or twist, they usually don't twist. And that's why he's able to find himself in these really great scoring positions. But, yeah, um, yeah uh, Michael Weiss, uh, who shouts out to Michael Weiss, who's uh, our moderator in there, and um, sure. also on the Discord. Join the Discord if you haven't already. Uh, it's a uh, load of fun on match days and lots of chatter throughout the week. Um, and yes, uh, that the so the next charity stream will be to get Tanner back. Hopefully so. Tanner has been a little MIA uh, in the sense that uh, he has focused on. The Waves and F1. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget Man U. And Man U, yeah. Uh, so right now, he has not really been focusing on Atlanta United, but, mm -hmm. um, but yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, let's uh, wrap up this match, the bummer of the 2-1 match. But also, uh, as a really friendly reminder, that this is a charity live stream. And yes, uh, it's for a great cause for brain aneurysm awareness. Uh, as some of you may know, uh, my late girlfriend, she passed away from a brain aneurysm uh, almost a couple years ago now. And uh, yes, please, uh, you know, do what you can. There's no pressure at all. But, um, you know, if you're, if even you just spread the, uh, you know, the link around, uh, totally happy with that. But uh, yeah, it'd be lovely if you, uh, could you know uh, spare a little bit to donate for the cause uh, for brain aneurysm awareness to the Lisa Foundation? But uh, yeah, let's move on into the news. And first bit of news is that Santiago Sosa he was suspended three matches for a racial slur against the New England Revolution. Was it racial and, or homophobic? Or homophobic, rather. Yeah. To catch. And either way, uh, yeah, uh, LA United, they were aware of Sosa's use of the offensive language. Uh, and they, uh, yeah, he is going to have to uh, go into uh, LGBTQ uh, kind of training, awareness, all that type of thing. Uh, the club did say that he does, they do not condone the use of harmful or, or disrespectful language towards a person. And that Sosa, he said, was uh, extremely remorseful, and he personally apologized to New England. So yeah, it's uh, definitely kind of partially why as well. Maybe we uh, were a little worse for wear against uh, NYCFC. Our best number six was suspended, so definitely did not help matters. And so it's kind of kind of has added to the crap show that's been Atlanta United this year. But, uh, yeah, speaking of crap show, uh, Joseph Martinez, he didn't want to talk to reporters after the match. Yeah, he told uh, the press that, uh, you know, to talk to Boca, to talk to Pineda instead. And, uh, yeah, the 
yeah, the other comments were saying that uh, he said, we're all professionals, we don't worry about the off-field issues, and he said uh, that's for Pineda and Boca to figure out, and he said that we have a great squad, maybe we need a few more experienced players like Brad, and he said the same thing that happened in France uh, when they had a young squad, added experience and did big things, so the team is together, united, and ready for next season, and he said the team understands what coaches want, so... Really interesting comments. I mean, it doesn't seem like he necessarily is kind of writing it all out of uh, writing himself off of rejoining LA United if uh, if that were the case. What do you think? Right. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I thought uh, there were comments with perspective, you know, and I, um, I know that people have questioned his work rate and his willingness to be here overall, but... Um, I agree with you. You know, it, it does sound like he doesn't feel like his Atlanta United career is over. I mean, like he could be just saying the right thing because he doesn't actually have another move lined up yet. But um, you know, you can only, I guess, to a certain degree, you can only take those words at face value. And um, he said the right things. You know, mm-hmm. like I think, I think if he demonstrates that he wants to be here, and you know, maybe comes back with a renewed uh, um, vigor, then yeah. Ooh. yeah exactly but yeah it's that you know like uh maybe because it's this too like when you're in a difficult situation like obviously you want everyone to be professional you want everyone to give 100 percent, but like psychologically sometimes it's not that simple you know and like when uh when you feel like things are falling apart around you maybe you just don't have the same application so um you know i kind of wonder like if we did retool the team um you know if he if he bought into the vision um and the future um maybe we would see more of what we saw in his first season yeah so yeah what you're saying is he likely maybe down tooled here a little bit and uh yeah there is maybe a little bit of the malaise that is set in maybe a little bit of the you know maybe cautiousness with his uh yeah. repaired knee so yeah i mean there very well could be uh, a renewed vigor i mean he still is uh, under 30 years old so you know there is the likelihood that it is possible um he was still uh i believe our leading scorer so it is <laughs> you know in that it's not double digits, but still, it is. Uh, he is our leading scorer. But um, yeah, and, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about uh, Jose Martinez uh, later on. But uh, Luis Adarujo, yeah, he said uh, after the match as well. He said he didn't think it was a good season. Suffered a lot of injuries, but knows they have a lot to work on. Uh, said it was his first full season, and he uh, can continue to get better, and will um, you know continue to keep working. Uh, and he said emphatically. Yes, he wants to return to LA United, and uh, I mean, yeah, it's. Uh, I think that's that's what's interesting here is that, you know, do people want him back? That's uh, that's you know, we'll discuss that later on. But right. uh, yeah, it is. He definitely can get a lot better. That's that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> I mean. There are, uh, yeah, the four goals that he got and, uh, you know, that stat from uh, a previous episode where he's in the top 10 of shots uh, from forwards or just any players in the league, but mm-hmm. he is the only one that's not in double digits. Like, that's as damning of a stat if I've ever yeah. heard one. 
But yeah. Anyway, uh, next bit of news is that uh, the final 2022 MLS attendance averages, uh, according to Mike Conti, uh, were released in Atlanta with 47,116 uh, as an average, 800,966 total. The next closest is Charlotte at 35,260 and Seattle at 33,607, Nashville 27,000, etc., etc. I mean, we're at least 12,000 more than the next uh, fan base. And I think this speaks volumes of just how much we show out and how much the team has not executed. Like, what What do you think? I mean, <laughs> what, what, what do you pull from those numbers? Well, like I mentioned before, we have 43,000 at uh, at this game, you know, knowing that we weren't going to be a playoff team, you know, like you, you compare that to Orlando, whose stadium didn't even look half full in a game that they needed to win to make the playoff. They won, by the way. Um, but like, yeah, I just it just goes to show you that even with all the frustration that's been expressed uh, from the supporters, um for the most part like the culture has been embedded like the culture of Atlanta United has been embedded in the city um and there is uh, still a bit of loyalty there but um at the same time like you can't take it for granted man like it's not always going to be here uh so i think that um you know the club in general should be encouraged but then also motivated to do to do right by us you know like um in terms of an actual competent direction and also like um a team and a club that reflects our values you know i think that's uh that was a big part of the frustration that supporters felt about the club so but uh yeah at the end of the day man like they they you know people like to talk about the united fans like oh they're plastic oh they're not going to show up when the team's bad or whatever Forty-three thousand for a team that was already out of the playoffs. Who else yeah. in the league is doing that? Literally nobody. Yeah. Yep. For a dead rubber. And uh, yeah, basically, we've been bad for about two or three years now. And yeah, no one can call us plastic at this point. Like, <laughs> we put in the dues, man. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, we just did it in reverse, you know? <laughs> like, <Yeah>. we. <laughs> We, uh, you know, we, uh, we get to have the glory first, we get to have our cake and eat it too, and then we get the cake in our face, I guess. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, so. uh, you know, but in, yeah, it is like, these are moments of, um, adversity and it is, you know, I think it does test, uh, you know, how much of a bond that you've, you've created with, uh, with the fans. And I think the lesson that Lee and I should learn is that it's a strong bond. Um, so just, you know, don't take it for granted. Exactly. Strong and wise words there, Mark. Um, yeah. And so, uh, you know, looking at kind of the, uh, the teams around us in the South. Well, yeah, you know, Inter Miami, Orlando, and Charlotte, they all finished above us in 2022. Let me repeat that again. Miami, Orlando, and Charlotte all finished above us this season. Mm -hmm. <sighs> you know, so, 
I mentioned before that like early on there were signs that uh, were worrying, and to me, I think arguably the most disappointing loss we had this season was versus Charlotte. Um, and just to recap real quick, it was a one nil loss uh, at their stadium. Um, now that week we did lose uh, Ozzy Alonso. You know, obviously he was a regular at that point. Um, I think he would have been a key player for us this season. Um, and so, you know, like the, we had started being bit by the injury bug, but you know, my feeling was just, this is an expansion team with not, with not a very big budget at all, a fraction of our, of our team, of our teams, of our club's budget. And like, we just didn't create anything. Like our XG from that was like significantly less than one. It was terrible. And even though they, they scored off that fluke goal, like that's all they needed, you know? And so it was just that particular performance just left a really bad taste in my mouth. And it's just like, man, if we're looking like this versus competition that we should honestly comfortably beat. And that's the other thing too, like in the home fixture versus Charlotte, we didn't comfortably beat them. Like that was like a last second, uh, kind of a fluke goal at the end. Um, and so it, it just, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it it speaks for itself, really. It really does that those teams finished above us. I mean, I realize that like money can't dictate everything, but I think when you spend as much as we do, uh, there's there is obviously a baseline, and we obviously finished way below that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's basically the expectations versus reality thing, and uh, yeah, we far flew flew far below those expectations in reality. Uh, in reality, we looked like a mess, and uh, it's just a damn shame. But um, yeah, anyway, that mostly does it for the news. We're gonna now switch gears into the tier list and bring on our homeboy Michael Weiss, who uh, and I'm gonna try to figure out how to bring all three of us where it looks right. But uh, Michael, go ahead and join us. <laughs> in the stream and we'll uh we'll get in there and uh yes maybe we'll do uh yeah we'll bring on also our other homeboy el traviso uh, miguel who uh if you guys don't know he was on siempre united's podcast and uh they're a little bit uh, dormant at the moment, but uh, bringing on Michael and Miguel. And we will be going through this list of, man, of players and also, yeah. If I could add Carlos Bocanegra, I would love to. You know, follow us uh, everywhere else uh, for more content. We're definitely excited for... Uh, 2023 and the off season and the promise fingers crossed that it can bring but uh yeah we'll leave with this the question of the day question of the day is do you want gonzalo pineda to be the head coach in 2023 let us know in those comments below but that's it for us today remember to like share comment subscribe i've been aj thank you to mark thank you to michael thank you to miguel thank you to everybody else that's been here fdc uh, unfortunately, we couldn't bring you on, but uh, everyone else in the chats, much love to all of you and your mothers. 
and we will see you in the next video or at least i will thank you so much for watching Thank <laughs> you.